This installment of Bach on Wednesday on Thursday was recorded for release on Thursday, January 6th, 2022. This is Terry Noel and this installment of Bach on Wednesday on Thursday, January 6th, 2022 is an internet broadcast planned to commemorate four anniversaries, four events that I associate with January 6th. One of them is without question universal, at least in the Christian world. One of them is intensely personal to me. The third is intensely personal to me, but also of significance in the world of classical music. And the fourth is an anniversary that is of significance to the world of classical music. The event that is celebrated throughout the Christian world, of course, is the Feast of the Epiphany the day on which the three magi, the three kings, arrived in Bethlehem to deliver their gifts to and pay tribute to the Christ child. In German, it is called the Fest der Erscheinung Christi, and the sixth of the six cantatas that make up the anthology of six cantatas for the six feast days of Christmas that Johann Sebastian Bach composed and collected in one folder as Weihnachtsoratorium, Christmas Oratorium. The cantata he wrote for the Fest der Erscheinung Christi as the incipit Herr van die Stolzen Feinde Schnauben. In this historic performance, which was recorded in the Studio Lukaskirche in Dresden in 1974-75 season, Arlene Auger is the soprano soloist, Annelise Burmeister the contralto soloist, Peter Schreier, the tenor soloist, Theo Adam, the bass soloist. The Dresdner Kreuzchor and the Dresdner Philharmonie are conducted by Martin Flemich.
verrubest die Weisen heimlich und erlernet mit Fleiß von ihnen, wenn der Stern erschienen wäre und weiset siegen Bethlehem und sprach. Zieht hin und forschet fleißig nach dem Kindlein und wenn ihr's findet, sagt mir's wieder, dass ich auch komme und es anbiete. Das 
Gott befahl ihnen im Traum, dass sie sich nicht sollten wieder zu Herodes lenken und zogen durch einen anderen Weg wieder in ihr Land. So geht genug, mein Schatz geht nicht von hier. Ihr bleibet da bei mir, ich will ihn auch nicht von
the final cantata in the anthology of six cantatas for the six feast days of Christmas that Johann Sebastian Bach gathered together under the rubric Weihnachtsoratorium, Christmas Oratorio. That was the cantata for the Feast of the Epiphany, January 6. Herr van die Stolzen Feinde Schnauben, BWV 2486. And the stroke of genius to make as the final chorale a celebratory setting of the chorale so closely associated with the crucifixion. O Hauptvoll Gott und Plunden. Brilliant. But then again, Bach simply is brilliant. In that historic performance, which was recorded in the Studio Lukaskirche in Dresden, in what was then the DDR, during the 1974-1975 season, you heard Arlene Auger soprano, Annelies Burmeister contralto, Peter Schreier tenor, Theo Adam bass, and the Dresdner Kreuzchor, the Dresdner Philharmonie, all under the direction of Martin Flemich. I personally have a sad anniversary to commemorate and to reflect on on January 6th. My beloved father, Kenneth Crawford Tau, who was born on January 19th, 1893, left this dimension on January 6th, 1978. 44 years ago today. In his memory, and also in honor of the heroes who defended our republic, its values, and the members of Congress, their employees, and the employees of the republic in the United States of America's capital on January 6, 2021, some of whom ultimately ended up giving their lives, I am going to offer the funeral cantata that Johann Sebastian Bach composed in 1707 at the age of 22, most likely in memory of his mother's brother, Tobias Lammerhirt, who died in August of that year. Tobias Lammerhirt had done well. He died a wealthy man. He left most of his estate to his widow. The rest he divided among his nieces and nephews. And Johann Sebastian Bach may well have used all or a significant portion 
of his windfall, his inheritance, to acquire the instrument that is listed in the inventory of his possessions after his death as the large veneered clavecin, which, if possible, is to stay in the family. The instrument did stay in the family, and it does exist. It's in the Musical Instrument Museum in Berlin, and recent examination of that instrument shows distinctive characteristics that prove that it is the handiwork of the great Thuringian builder Haras of Sondershausen. A further discussion of that is above and beyond the scope of this internet broadcast, however. The cantata Gotteszeit ist die allerbeste Zeit, BWV 106, the so-called Actus Tragicus, or Actus Tragicus, depending on your preferences about Latin pronunciation, is a masterpiece, and it is amazing. Bach was 22 years old when he wrote it, the same age that George Frederick Handel was when he composed his amazing Dixit Dominus. Handel was something of a child prodigy. Bach, however, wasn't. He was a late bloomer. He didn't hit his stride until his late teens. This marvelous performance of Gotteszeit ist die allerbeste Zeit was recorded at the American Academy of Arts and Letters on Audubon Terrace in New York City in November of 1985. The Bach Ensemble is playing on authentic instruments under the direction of its founder, the amazing Joshua Rifkin, who also plays organ continuo. The four singers in this one voice to a line performance, which is certainly the way Bach performed it, are Anne Monios, soprano, Stephen Rickards, countertenor, Edmund Brownless tenor, and Jan Opalak bass. Johann Sebastian Bach, the Actus Tragicus.
Bestelle dein Haus, bestelle dein Haus, denn du wirst sterben und nicht leben, wie ich bleibe. Denn du wirst sterben, denn du wirst sterben und nicht leben, und nicht leben, wie ich bleibe.
Johann Sebastian Bach The Actus Tragicus Gottes Zeit ist die allerbeste Zeit BWV 106 That performance, that marvelous performance of that amazing cantata was recorded at the Academy of Arts and Letters in Manhattan, in New York City in November of 1985. The Bach Ensemble, playing authentic instruments under the direction of their multi-talented and charismatic founder, Joshua Rifkin, who not only played continuo organ, but, as the meticulous musicologist and Bach scholar that he is, put together the performing edition. The vocalists were Anne Monios, soprano, Stephen Rickards, countertenor, Edmund Brownless, tenor, and Jan Opelak, bass. And now I cannot resist the temptation to let the other shoe drop, so to speak. I referred to the fact that Bach was 22 when he composed Gottes Zeit ist die allerbeste Zeit, and that George Frederick Handel was also 22 when he composed his setting of Psalm 109, Dixit Dominus Domino Meo. In this scintillating performance of that amazing work, the ensemble William Byrd and L'Académie Sainte-Cécile are conducted by Graham O'Reilly. The vocal soloists are Catherine Groye, Sophie de Coudaven, Vincent Dara. The Académie Sainte-Cécile plays on authentic instruments.
never cease to be bowled over by the fact that George Frederick Handel was only 22 when he wrote that amazing piece of music. The setting of Psalm 109, Dixit Dominus Domino Meo. In that performance, you heard the ensemble William Byrd and L'Académie saint Cécile, playing on authentic instruments. The conductor was Graham O'Reilly. The vocal soloists, Catherine Groyer and Sophie de Codavelline, sopranos, and Vincent Dara, altos, countertenor. What a comparison. Two geniuses at 22, one of whom, Bach, was not a child prodigy. He blossomed late. Handel was a child prodigy uh, to some extensive degree and one of the most brilliant keyboard players of his day, just as Bach was. The third anniversary that I want to celebrate now, this is a celebration. The uh, second one was a commemoration. Offerings in memory of my beloved father, Kenneth Crawford Tao, and in honor of the heroes who did their damnedest to defend the United States Capitol against attack on January 6, 2021. My first celebration is a combination of a celebration that is personally most significant and also one that celebrates the genius of several figures in classical music. The one meaning the most to me personally was William H. Scheide, who was born on January 6, 1914, and died on November 14, 2014, weeks before his 101st birthday. Bill 
was a child of privilege, immense privilege, but he didn't take it for granted, and he also was a brilliant scholar, musicologist, bibliophile, and a passionate humanitarian and philanthropist. It is said, I never had the courage to ask him directly, that it was he who paid all of the legal expenses for the Legal Defense Fund of the NAACP to take Brown versus Board of Topeka, Kansas, all the way to the United States Supreme Court. And we all know and are grateful for the denouement of that case. Bill never cared much for accolades and kudos. He did things because he felt he needed to. And when I participated in the interview that students at the Daily Princetonian did with him to mark his centenary. He was Princeton class of 1936. I was asked what I thought Bill's greatest accomplishment was. And I said, and it was such a joy to say it in front of him, all of the lives that he has benefited vicariously all of the lives that have benefited from his generosity and humanity. People who will never hear the name William H. Scheide, and if they do, will not recognize it. I know that Bill did not care, as I say, for kudos and accolades. However, one night he proved that to me. I had just come from a visit with one of my best friends in Berwyn, Pennsylvania, and on the coffee table I had spotted the recently published official biography of Thurgood Marshall, and I picked it up, opened it to the index, and looked for Shidey, William H. It wasn't there. He wasn't mentioned in the book. And the next night, when I was at the Shidey house for dinner, the night before my weekly show that I did for a number of years at the student radio station at Princeton University, I told him that. And he looked at me and smiled and said, Good, I like it that way. Certainly Bill's greatest accomplishment as a musicologist and music lover, he was, by the way, a very fine pianist and organist, was his creation of the Bach Aria Group, which he directed for 34 seasons, from 1946 to 1980, when he retired and passed the group on to its then flutist, Samuel Barron. 
what I want to share with you is a complete Bach Aria Group concert. This concert was given at the Festival Casals de Prade in the Église Saint-Pierre in Prade, France, on July 2nd, 1955. And since that concert opened with a performance of Johann Sebastian Bach's Suite for Cello Alone, number three in C major, BWV 1009, I also get to pay tribute to my treasured friend and mentor, Pablo Casals. Pablo Casals opened the concert with the suite and then retired to the audience. The rest of the evening was devoted to a concert by the Bach Aria Group, which for that tour that summer included all of its then regular members, Carol Smith, Jan Pierce, Norman Farrell, Robert Bloom, Julius Baker, Maurice Wilk, Bernard Greenhouse, and Eric Etor Khan, except for Eileen Farrell, the soprano, who, as the mother of small children, chose not to make the tour. Her fill-in, what a fill-in it was, the great United Statesian soprano, Eleanor Stieber. So, what I propose to do is to present the concert in its entirety as it was broadcast by Radio Diffusion Française, complete with their commentary in French. What I will do is tell you what the pieces are. As you already know, the concert opened with Pablo Casals playing the suite number three in C major for the cello alone, BWV 1009. After he had finished, he repaired to the audience and the Bach Aria group took over. What I propose to do is to list the various arias, duets, chorale, and tell you who the vocal soloists and the instrumental obligatists are. Throughout, the continuo is played by Bernard Greenhouse, cello, and Eric Itorkan, piano. The duet Ich lasse dich nicht, du segnest mich denn, from Cantata 157. Jan Pierce, tenor, Norman Farrow, bass baritone, Robert Bloom, oboe, Julius Baker, flute, and Maurice Wilk, violin. Then, Ich bin vergnügt in meinen Leiden from Cantata 58. 
Eleanor Stieber soprano, Maurice Wilk violin. Herr was du Welt soll mir gefallen. From Cantata 156. Carol Smith, contralto, Robert Bloom, oboe, Maurice Wilk, violin. Then, after the commentary for the first group of arias and introducing the second group of arias. Wo wird in diesem Jamartala? From Cantata 114. Jan Pierce Tenor. Julius Baker Flute. From the Missa Bravis in A Major. BWV 234. The Domine Deus. Norman Farrow Bass Baritone. Maurice Wilk Violin. From the Missa Bravis in G Major. BWV 235. The Qui Tollis. Jan Pierce Tenor. Robert Bloom Oboe. Then the closing commentary for the second group of arias. Nous nous retrouvons au Festival de Prades pour notre troisième semaine consécutive, donc où nous rendons cet hommage au fameux Festival de Prades qui ont eu lieu dans les années 50 et 60, où était Pablo Casals. C'est justement aujourd'hui, eh bien, nous allons écouter le premier concert du Festival de 1955. Pour la première fois, d'ailleurs, on tenait compte peut-être des congés payés. En tout cas, le festival a eu lieu au mois de juillet. Et ce premier concert, eh bien, il avait lieu le 2 juillet. Au programme, eh bien, comme tous les ans, Pablo Casals jouait une suite de bac au moins. Eh bien, c'est le cas en ce 2 juillet. D'ailleurs, il offra le 7 juillet, mais le, malheureusement, le concert du 7 juillet, lui, n'a pas été enregistré par la radio à l'époque. Donc, nous avons que ce concert du 2 juillet, au programme, donc une suite de bac pour violoncelle. Et ensuite, alors curieusement, un, un programme assez étonnant qui était fait par un ensemble américain de New York qui s'appelait le Bach Aria Group et qui regroupait d'excellents de, euh, solistes, non seulement des chanteurs euh, tout de même extrêmement connus comme Eleanor Steber ou Jan Pierce, mais aussi des, des solistes, donc flûte au bois ou violoncelle ou violon tout à fait remarquables. Nous allons donc écouter ce concert qui est relativement long, il fait 1h50 et donc pour commencer, eh bien nous nous retrouvons une fois de plus dans l'église Saint-Pierre à Prades et Casals donc ouvre ce festival avec la troisième suite, celle en do majeur pour violoncelle sol de Bach, successivement prélude, allemande, courante, sarabande, deux bourrées et puis une gigue. Pablo Casals donc à Prades.
C'est donc Pablo Casals dans cette troisième suite pour violoncelle sol, la suite en do majeur de Jean-Sébastien Bach, et ainsi donc s'ouvrait le festival de Prades de 1955, c'était le 2 juillet 1955 dans l'église Saint-Pierre à Prades. Et ensuite, eh bien, ensuite, il y avait tout un concert donné par le Bach Aria Group. Alors donc, qui était ce Bach Aria Group eh bien, euh, il y avait des remarquables chanteurs, puisqu'il y avait Eleanor Steber, euh, qui était soprano, Eleanor Steber, qui a fait tout un disque avec Bruno Walter d'Ariane Mozart, mais qui était l'une des grandes chanteuses du Metropolitan Opera euh, des années 40 et des années 50. Elle euh, chante en particulier dans le Fidelio de Toscanini. Il y avait Jan Pierce comme ténor, lui aussi euh, le ténor de Toscanini, au moins également dans ses années 40 et ses années 50, du moins début des années 50, donc très connu. Il y avait Carol Smith, alto, et puis Norman Faro, une basse baryton euh, tout à fait remarquable. Les instrumentistes aussi étaient de très haute qualité. Maurice Wilk, violon, Julius Becker, flûte, Robert Bloom, au bois, Bernard Greenhouse, violoncelle, et puis Eric Itorcan, piano, qui connaissait d'ailleurs bien Paris puisqu'il se produisait souvent avant-guerre, accompagnant souvent des chanteurs à Paris. Alors donc, euh, tout cet ensemble va donner un récital, un concert curieux, qui est fait de, donc de, de groupes euh, d'aria, de cantates, de diverses cantates de Bach à Prades. On avait l'habitude de donner parfois, pendant les festivals, des cantates, mais entières. Et bien là, c'est donc un récital qui a l'avantage d'entendre successivement un air par un ténor, un air ensuite par une soprane ou un alto ou une basse, etc. Et puis, il y a des ensembles... Oui, on peut les retrouver, les différents chanteurs. Alors, nous allons d'abord écouter euh, trois arias. L'aria de la cantate 157, qui est pour ténor, basse, flûte, hautbois et continuo. Ensuite, l'aria de la cantate 58, qui est pour soprano, violon et continuo. Et puis enfin, l'aria de la cantate 156, qui est pour alto, hautbois, violon et continuo.
Aria Group, c'est-à-dire Eleanor Steber Sopran, Carlo, Carol Smith-Alto, Jan Pierstener et Norman Faro Bass-Bariton. Bien, nous venons d'écouter le début de ce concert donné le 2 juillet 1955 au Festival de Prades. Successivement, nous avons écouté l'aria de la cantate 157 pour ténor et basse, l'aria de la cantate 58 pour soprano et l'aria de la cantate 156 tout de suite pour alto. Et maintenant, eh bien, nous continuons ce petit marathon d'aria de Bach avec l'aria de la cantate 114 qui est pour ténor, flûte et continuo. Ensuite, l'aria de la messe en la majeur pour basse, violon et continuo. Et l'aria de la messe en sol majeur pour ténor, hautbois et continuo.
Trois airs de Jean-Sébastien Bach, chantés euh, par le ténor Yann euh, Pierce et par la basse Norman Faro. Successivement, nous avons écouté l'aria de la cantate 114 pour ténor, et ensuite l'aria de la messe en la majeure pour basse, et pour terminer, l'aria de la messe en sol majeur pour ténor. The third group of arias and duets all come from the same secular cantata. Der zufriedengestellte Aeolus. Aeolus appeased, BWV 205. And, as I pointed out throughout, the continuo is played by the great cellist Bernard Greenhouse and the very fine pianist, and also a good composer, Eric Etorkan. First, Eleanor Stieber with Maurice Wilk violin, Angenehmer Zephyrus. Then, Mein Aeolus, Acht Sturenicht. Eleanor Stieber soprano, Norman Farrow bass baritone, Julius Baker flute. Next, the trio, Was Lust, 
Was Freude, Eleanor Stieber's soprano, Carol Smith, contralto, Jan Pierce tenor. Finally, the duet, one of the signature pieces of the Bach Aria group, by the way, Zweig und Esther, Carol Smith, contralto, Jan Pierce tenor, Julius Baker, flute. Next, the commentary linking the third group of arias and ensembles to the fourth one, which opens with the duet Gott, du hast es wohlgefüget from Cantata 63. Eleanor Stieber, Norman Farrow, Robert Bloom. Then, Jesus nimmt die Sünderan from Cantata 113, another signature aria for the Bach aria group. Jan Pierce tenor, Julius Baker flute. Then, Wann kommt der Tag an dem wir ziehen from Cantata 70, Carol Smith, the alto. Then, endlich wird sein Joch, from Cantata 56. Norman Farrow and Robert Bloom. That ends the fourth group of arias and duets. Then, the commentary linking that fourth group to the fifth and final group of arias and ensembles. This concluding section opens with Ich traue seiner Gnaden from Cantata 97. Jan Pierce always sang this to a fare thee well, and Maurice Wilk was fabulous playing the elaborate violin obligato, worthy of being used by Bach in the sonatas and partitas for the violin alone. To conclude the concert, two numbers from Cantata 60. First, Carol Smith and Norman Farrow sing Der Tod bleibt doch. And that is followed by the concluding chorale, Es ist genug, which is quoted by Alban Berg in his violin concerto. In this concluding ensemble, of course, the entire Bacharia group performs. Eleanor Stieber, soprano, Carol Smith, contralto, Jan Pierce, tenor, Norman Farrow, bass baritone, Robert Bloom, oboe, Julius Baker, flute, Maurice Wilk, violin, Bernard Greenhouse, cello, and Eric Itor Khan, piano. The scoring, by the way, is tweaked for this ensemble, and the tweaking was done by the director of the Bacharia group, 
William H. Scheide, who was born on January 6, 1914. Of course, the whole broadcast ends with the closing commentary. So, here is the concluding section, the concluding three portions of the concert that opened the Festival de Prade. Pablo Casals, born December 29, 1876, director, on July 2nd, 1955. The concert was given in the Église Saint-Pierre in Prades, France. Je vous rappelle que nous écoutons un concert donné à Prades le 2 juillet 1955 par un groupe qui s'appelait le Bac Aria Group. En troisième partie de ce programme, il y avait une sélection de la cantate profane de Bach qui s'appelle « Der Zufriedengestellte Eolus ». Les quatre rôles sont tenus par Eleanor Steber, qui chante le rôle de soprane, bien entendu, le rôle de Pallas. Pomona, c'est l'alto, c'est Carol Smith. Zephyr, c'est le ténor, c'est Jan Pierce et Eolus, c'est la basse Norman Faro. Alors successivement, nous écoutons l'aria pour Pallas, donc pour la soprane. Ensuite, le récitatif pour Pallas et Eolus, donc avec la basse, flûte, violon et continuo. Ensuite, l'arioso et le récitatif pour Pallas, Pomona et Zephyr, donc Pallas, je répète, Eleanor Steber, Pomona, Carl Smith. Et Zéphir, le ténor, Jan Pierce, et pour terminer, le duetto pour Pomona, Zéphir, flûte et continuo, c'est-à-dire pour Carl Smith et Zéphir, le ténor. Thank you. 
Nous avons retrouvé Eleanor Steber, Carl Smith, Jan Pierce et Norman Farrow dans les rôles respectifs de Pallas, la soprane, Pomona, l'alto, Zephyr, la ténor, le ténor et Eolus, la basse. Alors là, je crois qu'il faut tout de même rappeler un peu le nom des musiciens qui accompagnent ces chanteurs. Il y a Maurice Wilk, qui est violoniste, Julius Becker, la flûte, Robert Bloom au bois, Bernard Greenhouse, violoncelle, et au piano, Erich Itor Kahn. Et je vous rappelle que cet ensemble s'appelle, ou s'appelait plutôt, le Bach Aria Group, et le chef, le directeur de cet ensemble était William Scheid. C'était un ensemble d'ailleurs qui avait réalisé des disques pour la RCA, pour MGM et même pour Vox Records. Alors nous allons retrouver donc cet ensemble, le Bach Aria Group. Là nous venons d'écouter des extraits de la cantate de Bach qui s'appelait Der Zufriedengestellt Eolus. Et maintenant nous allons écouter quatre arias donc pour respecter cet ensemble du Bach Aria Group. Alors quatre arias, l'aria de la cantate 63 qui est pour soprano, basse, au bois et continuo. L'aria de la cantate 113 pour ténor, flûte et continuo. L'aria de la cantate 70 pour alto, violoncelle et continuo. Et puis l'aria de la cantate 56 pour basse, au bois et continuo.
quatre arias de cantate de Bach avec les quatre chanteurs habituels, Eleanor Steber soprane, Jan Pierce ténor, Carl Smith alto et Norman Faro basse successivement donc l'aria de la cantate 63 pour soprano, l'aria de la cantate 113 pour ténor, l'aria de la cantate 70 pour alto et enfin l'aria de la cantate 56 pour basse. <musique> 
Et nous allons terminer ce récital, je vous rappelle, qui avait été donné le 2 juillet 1955 au Festival de Prades, dans l'église Saint-Pierre, avec trois extraits d'œuvres de Bach, l'aria de la cantate 97 pour ténor, violon et continuo, ensuite le récitatif et l'arioso de la cantate 60 pour alto, basse et continuo, et puis enfin on terminera avec la chorale de la cantate 60 où les quatre chanteurs se retrouveront.
Ainsi s'achevait ce concert donné le 2 juillet 1955 en l'église Saint-Pierre de Prades, où nous avons donc écouté au début de ce concert la troisième suite pour violoncelle de Bach par Pablo Casal. C'était le concert inaugural de ce festival 55. Et puis ensuite, nous avons écouté donc tout un récital donné par le Bach Aria Group. Et tout de suite, nous venons d'entendre l'aria de la cantate 97 pour ténor, oui. ensuite le récitatif et l'arioso de la cantate 60 pour alto et basse, et puis tout de suite le choral de la cantate 60. Alors le bac aria group, rappelons qui étaient les chanteurs, Eleanor Steber soprano, Carl Smith alto, Jan Pierce ténor et Norman Faro basse baryton. Quant aux instrumentistes, eh bien, il y avait Maurice Wilk, violon, Julius Becker, flûte, Robert Bloom, hautbois, Bernard Greenhouse, violoncelle et Erich Itorkan, piano. Demain, nous nous retrouverons avec un autre concert de ce festival 1955, entièrement consacré à Brahms, avec la sonate piano-violon opus 78 par Menuhin avec Histomine, les quatre chants sérieux avec Fischer Discao et Gérald Moore, le trio avec clarinette avec Histomine, David Oppenheim et Pablo Casals, et puis nous terminerons avec le sextoire opus 18 avec Menuhin, Valfisch, Gerex, Total, Casals et Madeleine Follet. A demain, Philippe Morin, pour la suite de cette évocation de Pablo Casals et du Festival de Prades. The Complete Radiodiffusion Française Broadcast of the Concert Given on July 2nd, 1955 in the Église Saint-Pierre in Prades, France. The concert that opened the festival de Prade in 1955. I have offered it today, January 6, 2022, in memory and gratitude to William H. Scheide, who was born on January 6, 1914, and Pablo Casals, who was born on December 29, 1876. Both treasured friends and mentors. The concert opened with Pablo Casals playing the suite number three in C major for the cello alone, BWV 1009 by Johann Sebastian Bach. Then came a complete concert given by the Bach Aria Group, which was on tour in Europe and I think also in the Middle East that summer, the summer of 1955. All of the regular members of the Bach Aria group in those years participated, with one exception. The soprano Eileen Farrell, she was the mother of very small children, and she elected to stay home and look after them. The substitute soprano was the great Eleanor Stieber. The members of the Bach Aria group at that time, who all participated 
in the tour and the concert that you have just heard, Carol Smith, contralto, Norman Farrow, bass baritone, Jan Pierce, tenor, Robert Bloom, oboe, Julius Baker, flute, Maurice Wilk, violin, Bernard Greenhouse, cello, and Eric Etor Khan, piano. Of course, Bill, William H. Scheide, who founded the Bakari Group in 1946 and financed it, was the director. The compositions that they presented, all by Johann Sebastian Bach. Ich lasse dich nicht, du segnest mich denn. The opening movement of Cantata 157. Ich bin vergnügt in meinem Leiden. From Cantata 58. Herr, was du willst, soll mir gefallen. From BWV 156. Wo wird in diesem Jammertale? From Cantata 114. The Domine Deus from the Missa Bravis in A major, BWV 234. The Quitolus from the Missa Bravis in G major, BWV 235. From the Secular Cantata der Zufriedengestellte Aeolus. Four movements. Angenehmer Zephyrus. Mein Aeolus acht stürre nicht. Was Lust, was Freude. And Zweig und Äste. Gott, du hast es wohlgefüget, from Cantata 63. Jesus nimmt die Sünder an, from Cantata 113. Wann kommt der Tag, an dem wir sehen, from Cantata 70. Endlich wird mein Joch, from Cantata 56. Ich traue seiner Gnaden from Cantata 97. Der Tod bleibt doch und es ist genug from Cantata 60. The concluding ensemble, the final chorale from the Cantata O Ewigkeit du Donnerwort of which the Bach Aria Group made a spectacular commercial recording in 1953, was adjusted, if you will, instrumentally, so that the full complement of the Bach Aria Group could perform it as an ensemble. The adapter, of course, was... William H. Scheide.
Bill, the day does not go by that I don't give thanks for you. And Don Pablo, I feel the same way about you. <laughs>